Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, March 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Black students in the Rockwood School District want diversity programs restored. They say the recently eliminated initiatives were safe spaces in mostly white schools. Going out there, like, we tend to filter ourselves. And, like, when we're together, all that act in a certain way. It's just like, I think that we can be who we truly are. We will hear from St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson, who spoke with black students at Eureka High School in just a few minutes. The Missouri House has given initial approval to a bill removing local control of the St. Louis Police Department. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, it comes after the city regained control just a decade ago. In 2012, Missouri voters approved a measure that put the St. Louis Police Department under control of the mayor's office. The change went into effect in 2013 and marked the first time in over 150 years the city had control over its own police department. Now, some lawmakers want to put the department back under state control. The legislation would require the governor to appoint four members to the board of commissioners. St. Louis's mayor would also serve on the board. Speaking on the bill last month, St. Louis Mayor Tatara Jones called it a slap in the face to St. Louis citizens. The people closest to the problem were closest to the solution, and I don't think that they would approve of having a board that's appointed by people in Jefferson City to govern their day-to-day lives. The bill must go through another vote in the House before it can move on to the Senate. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis is set to invest millions to attempt to make streets safer for pedestrians. Mayor Jones has signed a measure spending American Rescue Plan funds on sidewalks and traffic calming measures. The move comes 11 days after a teenage athlete in town for a volleyball tournament lost her legs in a crash involving a speeding vehicle. It also follows a crash at Forest Park and Grand that left four people dead. The law includes funding for digital equity improvements to two parks and for a facility to combine 911 dispatch calls. We'll examine this new law today on St. Louis on the Air, which begins at noon and also airs at 7 tonight on St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Lambert International Airport is reporting an increase in passenger traffic last year compared to 2021, but the numbers are still below pre-pandemic levels. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports. Lambert released its annual report this week, which showed it had a little more than 13.5 million total passengers last year. That's about 14% less than the 2019 figure. Rhonda Homnebrigi is the airport's director. She says the Omicron variant of COVID-19 put a damper on travel in the early parts of 2022. If we look at several months, especially in the summer and especially in November and December, we were seeing passenger levels that were on par with 2019. Homnebrigi says leisure travel completely rebounded last year and expects business travel will do the same this year. She says this level of traffic is coming back much faster than the five years many in the industry expected it would take. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Former St. Louis Public School District Superintendent Kelvin Adams will join Harris Stowe State University next month as Associate Dean of the College of Education. He will focus on strategic and program planning, faculty and staff development, and enrollment. Adams will also serve as a distinguished professor. He retired from the St. Louis Public Schools last December after leading the district for 14 years. The Environmental Protection Agency is allowing eight states, including Illinois and Missouri, 
to start selling gasoline with a higher concentration of ethanol year-round. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, it won't be in time for this summer's driving season. The rule change will allow the states to sell gasoline with 15% ethanol. The governors asked for permission to do so almost a year ago, but the EPA didn't rule until now, and it won't go into effect until the summer of 2024. Kathy Berggren is the director of public policy for the National Corn Growers Association. She says the delay is frustrating, but sees it as a step forward towards national acceptance of E15. It's kind of created some additional leverage for a nationwide solution. It certainly will be positive in in these states. Some ethanol opponents say having different states with varying kinds of fuels will drive up prices because companies will have to make specialized blends depending on the state. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Black students at Eureka High School say going to class has become more difficult since the Rockwood School Board eliminated three diversity programs. They say the initiatives are needed to cope with the racism at the predominantly white high school. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, black students say restoring the programs could provide the needed confidence to navigate a mostly white space. Black students at Eureka High School are desperately searching for ways to connect with each other at their school. They say most Black students only see each other a couple of times a day because there are so few of them. They use those gatherings to reconnect and talk about how they could convince the school district to restore programs for Black students on campus. Last October, the Rockwood School District School Board voted to not renew the contracts of three diversity programs that assisted students of color. Kaylee Ashwood was devastated at the board's decision. I don't know how to explain it, but like like a lot of our reactions were like, what's next? Like a lot of anger, obviously, because it's like we get something that's finally ours. And there's so many other groups that are for other students. We get this one thing by ourselves and it's immediately taken away. I got yes. a motion to approve the uh, purchasing and related contract for Shantae Duncan, DBA sisters, helping each other reach a higher height. Motion and a second. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? No. No. Okay, so the motion fails. The board voted four to three to eliminate the Love Project, Sisters Helping Each Other Reach a Higher Height, and Sister Keeper Empowerment Center. They also voted to cut leadership programs by Tony Thompson Incorporated. Each program supported the students' emotional and mental well-being. Ashwood joined Women Empowering Women her sophomore year. The Love Project began offering the empowerment program in 2016. The girls met once a month during school lunch with the organization's sponsor to talk about life experiences, higher education, and self-love. It also brought in Black community leaders to inspire students. Black children make up about 7% of Rockwood School District's student population. 16-year-old Anaya Triplett says she's upset with the district for taking away the only safe space she had. Going out there, like, we tend to filter ourselves. And, like, when we're together, all that acting a certain way, it's just, like, I think that we can be who we truly are. Ashwood and Triplett have been in the district since kindergarten. They relied on the programs and the diversity, equity, and inclusion administrators for support and were stunned when Aisha Grace and Terry Harris, the district's diversity leader and student services director, resigned in January. 
The students say they've experienced racism from other students so often that their mental health is suffering. Their struggle reminds Ashwood of a cruel experience that happened to her as a freshman. I was put into like a group chat one day and these guys who go to a different school were in the group chat and I kept getting at it, I kept leaving, and they kept saying like the N-word over and over and they would call me the N-word. Superintendent Curtis Kane has acknowledged that there have been racist incidents in the district. He recently emailed families about a viral social media video of two bathroom stalls inside Eureka High School labeled white toilet and colored toilet. Kane called the incident very disturbing and noted that the district stands firmly against all forms of racism. After the bathroom incident, Mackenzie Watson, Ashwood, and three other black students decided they had enough. They told the school board in February that they need the empowerment programs to feel accepted at school. Watson, who's also been in the district since kindergarten, says women empowering women taught them things they weren't learning in class. She was teaching us about like our roots. The school doesn't teach us that. Like that was stuff I never heard of. Watson's mother, Rachel Woodson, graduated from Rockwood Summit High School in 2001. She says she experienced racism when she was at the high school, but never to this magnitude. As a parent, I am definitely tired of it. You know, I would never send another child out to Rockwood School District. McKenzie is it. At last month's meeting, the school board approved a diversity training program for administrators and staff to help improve culture in the schools. Kane says the training will begin late spring and provide dignity and belonging workshops that will help staff create comfortable learning environments for all students. This is not a simple response by any stretch of the imagination. We are coming together as a district. It's not about any one angle or one part of the district. It's how we collectively lift and help us move forward as a district. The three friends say they aren't giving up until the district replaces their support programs. They plan on coordinating gatherings to continue lifting up Black students at Eureka High. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.